an important marker on, on someone's spiritual journey. And I just want to throw out to you guys, if you have never been baptized, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, um, why not? Why haven't you? And I would encourage you to, uh, to consider this wonderful step of just saying to God, God, I'm all in. I'm following your son. I want everybody to know that I'm a follower of Christ. And so uh, you could be in the first wave of that 150 folks that uh, we really are believing that are going to be changed by the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's read this passage of scripture. As we think about this uh, series that we're in on storytellers, uh, again, Chronicles, the second chapter, or fourth chapter, verse 2. And Paul, is he, and he's writing to the church at Colossae, and he's writing from prison, and he, and he writes these words. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So let's start with those first couple verses. First couple verses of that uh, passage, uh, verses 2 and 3, uh, talk about devote yourselves to prayer. Uh, be watchful, be thankful, pray for us, that God may open a door for our message, that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm uh, in, ch- in chains. Uh, Paul literally was in prison as he writes this, uh, as he writes this letter. And so if we're going to seriously uh, take uh, this message of Christ, if we're going to seriously take this call to be a storyteller, to allow our story of the, the life change in, uh, in, in our lives to impact our world, then it's going to need to start with prayer, and Paul encourages us uh, to pray. Now, and sometimes, well, when we think about prayer, obviously in this first part, he's just kind of generally saying, devote yourselves to prayer, but then he asks very specifically to pray for us that we'd be able to share our story, that we'd be able to share the difference that Christ has made for us, or made in our lives. And I think a lot of times we, we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we, we underestimate how really important prayer is. He tells them to be devoted to prayer. Uh, and as we think about that, that first line, to be devoted to prayer, uh, what are, so when we think about as storytellers, that first idea is that we need to pray devotedly. What, what, what are you devoted to? As you think about that. If you're going to be a, a storyteller, and if you're, going to, uh, if you're going to flesh that out, then we're going to pray devotedly, as Paul tells us, to be devoted to prayer. So what are you devoted to? Maybe you're devoted to your kids. Maybe you could be described as someone that's devoted to their job or devoted to uh, eating healthy. You never eat anything that's not healthy. You're a healthy eater. You exercise all the time. You're devoted to a hobby or you're devoted to Facebook. Some of you are devoted to Facebook. Now, let's just admit it, I get on Facebook, and you got, you, last time I've been on that, you've posted like 47 things, and you've liked 105, and you got, and you're, you're excited when you look, and there's all those little red blop, blop, bop things at the top, and it tells you, you like, 47 or 15 or whatever, you got all these messages. Some of you are devoted to Facebook, some of you are devoted to your, your phone, I won't mention anybody on the front row that's devoted to their phone um, <laughs> uh, in the service tonight, or maybe even over Snoozeville. Some of you are on your phones. You're, you could, it could be said of you that you're devoted to your phone. So if you were like your phone or Facebook or your kids or whatever, if just in that kind of way, generally, if you were devoted to prayer, how would that change your life? 
if we were diligent, if we showed that same devotion to prayer. And so we, as we think about being storytellers, there are people that are far from God in all of our lives that, that we run into every day. And if they're, if they're far from God, then God has, we have this wonderful privilege of, of being the ones that, to tell the story of Christ, to tell the story of the difference that Christ has made in our lives. And so if we are storytellers and if we're devoted to prayer, then we need to be praying for people that are far from God. We can't underestimate how important it is, the call to be a storyteller, but a storyteller that prays. Um, this, uh, as we think about uh, being a 360 storyteller, there's a, a slide I want to show you that, that shows what a 360 storyteller does. So a 360 storyteller prays for three people a week. And this is what I challenge. We'll talk about this at the end, and your campus uh, pastor will talk to you about how to do this, and we'll do it a little differently in the different uh, venues. But, but uh, so think about as you, uh, and I think probably as soon as you came in, you got a, maybe you got a card uh, this weekend, but to pray for three people. Who are three people in your lives, or maybe groups of people in your lives, uh, that, uh, that you could be praying for that are far from God? And if you commit to pray for those three people, and you commit to pray for them six days a week, and you pray, you, you, you commit to then when God opens a door, just like Paul was praying, God open a door that we'll be able to be able to share, that you miss zero opportunities to share. So I want to, and again, we'll, we'll talk about what that looks like at the end of the, end of the service. Uh, but we need to pray for people that are far from God. We need to, we need to pray the, uh, for ourselves. And, and that's what Paul said. He said, uh, and so we pray for ourselves, but we, we also pray that we would have an opportunity to share the story of Christ. And so, storytellers, they, 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 they pray devotedly. Storytellers also, if you go back to verse 3, if you read verse 3, it says, And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains. So as we, uh, as we see what he, he's saying, he's talking to fellow storytellers. And he says to his fellow storytellers, he says, I want you to pray for me. I need some help. I, I want you to pray that I would be able to proclaim the mystery of Christ. I want to have a chance to share with people. I want to have a chance to share this message. I want to I have a chance for the door to be open so that I have an opportunity to, to share with people. And so when we think about being a storyteller, we need to pray devotedly. We also need to, to partner expectantly. Let's partner expecting God to, to do something, uh, expecting God to open a door in someone's life. So who, again, kind of think of someone, who's someone in your life that's far from God, and if you would begin to pray for them and pray for that opportunity, God, God open up a door so that I could share, and that might make you a little nervous to share with them, and there's a lot of ways to share, and we'll talk about that in subsequent weeks, but um, and there's probably a number of us as we think about um, Think about this idea of partnering expectantly. As we think about that, and there's a, it's, it's kind of natural for us not to maybe have a lot of people in our lives that are far from God. We kind of get in that place where everybody that we know is, uh, is also a follower of Christ. So what would it look like for us to begin to build bridges with people that are far from God? That we would begin to intentionally think and to, be, to, to intentionally pray for people. Um, you think of a, a young man like Thomas. Thomas is willing to share his story. Uh, the first time when they sent me that story, I, I was holding back the tears as I was just moved by what Thomas shared. 
and thinking about what Thomas has gone through in his, uh, just his short life. But yet, but yet he's allowing his story to get out there. So are we willing to share our story? Are we willing to, to share it and to, to, to think of being partners expecting God to do something? Um, so, so what would that look like? I was talking to some folks uh, Wednesday night at, uh, at the cafe before the, the Bible studies here on Wednesday night downstairs. And it was a group of great people, wonderful people, love Jesus kind of people. But when we were talking, they were saying, you know what? We really don't know anybody that's not Christians. And uh, so he said, you know, you were talking about, you know, last week, you're talking about reaching people for Christ, you're talking about, you're talking about that, but, but everybody that I hang out with and everybody that, uh, they were even talking about even my doctor and my, you know, the, my dentist, they, they were kind of sh- swapping stories. And, and uh, you know, and, and it's not that, that they're intentionally uh, doing that, but it's just kind of a natural thing that happens unless we are intentionally partnering, expecting God to do something, and, and saying, partnering with God, God, put some people in my life. Give me some opportunities to, to talk to people that are far from you. And so if Paul asked them to pray. Will you pray with me that I would be able to share with someone? So what would it look like if we began to partner with each other and, hey, will you pray for me, and I'll pray for you, and so let's do that. And let's, let's ask God, God, put someone in, a, in our lives. And so we pray for God to as we think about partnering expectantly, partnering with God, partnering with each other, how about we pray for God, as Paul says, pray for God to open doors. Why don't we pray that God would open the doors of people's hearts? That those people that we're, that we're building bridges to and we're, we're loving in Jesus' name, those people that are far from God that we care about in our lives, to pray that God would begin to soften their hearts. How many of us, if we were kind of to, to share our own stories in a service like this, that a part of your story, a part of your journey, was that there was a season in your own life when you were far from God and you didn't want, you were closed to the story of Christ. You, you didn't want to hear it from anybody. You, you, were, you were uninterested in it. If someone were to come up and talk to you about Christ, you would have, you would have yeah, maybe you weren't rude, wouldn't have been rude to anybody, but you would not have been open to hearing anything about Christ. For, so for any number, for any number you know, there could be any number of reasons, you were not open. The door of your life was not open at that point. And again, what, would, what did Paul say? He said, pray that the door would be opened. And so what if we prayed for, the, for people's hearts to be opened? Revelation 3.20, I love this passage. It says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. So what a wonderful picture of, of someone, uh, of Jesus standing at, at the door of someone's heart and just knocking. And how many of us, part of our story is that there was a period of our lives where Jesus was standing at the door of our heart and he was knocking at the door of our heart. And so we partner expectantly with God. Who is somebody? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a, a sibling, maybe it's someone, it's a friend or a coworker or a neighbor or a boss or whatever. Who is that person that you could pray, God, open their heart? And to pray that expectantly. John 6.44 says, No one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. 
Now that, that passage should be a great encouragement because we, sometimes we think that this, this, this idea of being a storyteller, this idea of being willing to share our story, that it's all on us and it's, it's, it's it, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I know every answer to every question. I gotta make sure that I, I've got my story down straight. I've gotta, I've gotta get, be ready and, I've, uh, and, and we get all nervous about that except that it's really not up to us. It's really not our deal that, that if, we, if we pray expecting God to do something, that re- is what really matters, that God's going to do the heavy lifting, that we just be obedient, and if there's an op- opportunity for that open door to, uh, for us to walk through that door, but to know that it is Christ who stands at the door of their heart and knocks. That no man comes to the Father except, uh, except no one comes to, to me except the Father who sent me draws him. And so we have the privilege of simply sharing our story, to share what Christ has done in our lives, to, to share whatever God lays in our heart to share. But it's this wonderful partnership with God and with fellow storytellers to see people's lives changed, change. I remember when uh, an associate pastor at the church where I was pastoring, he came into my office and he said, David, uh, there's this, uh, my friend from high school, he said he's really, uh, and I forget what he said exactly, but basically he's off the deep end and he um, he uh, was uh, following, following this band around the country and he was selling drugs and that was kind of the way he made money to be able to, to, to follow this band all around and, and that's kind of the way his life was from one party and one kind of experience to the next and, and uh, so my, this guy that was on staff with us, he said, I, can we pray with me for him? And so I said, sure, and so we began to pray for him. And I, I can't remember, but it was a very short amount of time, I can't remember exactly how long it was, that he comes into an office and he said, I just got a call, from, James told me, I just got a call and uh, his car broke down and he asked me to come get him because um, he was following this, again, this band around. And so he said, he asked him to come get him. And so he went and picked him up. And he was just talking about how his life is horrible. It's an in shambles. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And, uh, and he asked James, he said, could I go with you to church? Now, that, it's kind of cool that we had just started praying for this guy. And so we began to pray for him. And so uh, James said, well, of course, it just happened that uh, uh, in that, the town that we were at, there's this little bitty church of like 20 or 30 people, and they're having this little revival, and they had asked me, would I come and preach one night? And so, I, uh, so it was in the middle of the week, and so this, that's what the day that he had gone and picked him up, and he said, actually, there's a service tonight if you want to go. And so, and so James brought this guy to the service and he'd been kind of talking to him. We'd been praying for him. At the, end, at the end of the service, I remember when that young man came forward and accepted Christ. And just last week, I was in California. And I was with a group of pastors. And my roommate was that guy. That God did a wonderful, awesome, restorative, transformative work in his life. And today, that guy's a pastor. And so that's that idea of, of partnering expectantly, James and I together praying for him and, and, and other people working and God doing the heavy lifting of already working in his heart. So when, when uh, he calls, there was already some work that, uh, that God had been doing. And so we pray. Uh, we pray expectantly for doors to be open, uh, doors of hearts, but we also pray for God to open doors of opportunity. God, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity to share my story. Give me an opportunity to share the difference that Christ has made in my life. If we go back to that passage again in Colossians 4, 3, and we pray also that God may open a door for our message so we may proclaim the mystery. So again, that open door. 
that Paul was partnering with them, that Paul was partnering with God, praying and hoping for the doors to be opened. Give, 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 us, give us an opportunity to share this message, hoping for the chance to share the story of his Savior, Jesus Christ. Notice he didn't say, pray for an opportunity for me to love people like Jesus wants us to love. Notice that's not what he said. He doesn't pray, uh, he doesn't say pray that, that we would have an opportunity, that the op- door of opportunity would open up for us to be a silent witness. Notice that's not what he said. So he doesn't say to, to pray that the door would be open for us to love someone and to do something uh, significant in someone's life, that be able to love them in some tangible way. He doesn't say for the silent witness kind of thing. He literally says to pray for an open door to what? Proclaim the gospel. And so basically, what I would say to us is that there's nothing wrong with living a silent witness. There's nothing wrong, obviously, with doing kind things that build bridges and just show people that we care for them and love them. But there will come a day, if we're open, that God wants to partner with us, and we will need to proclaim verbally, to tell our story. Here's the difference that Christ has made in my life. And it doesn't mean we have to know a lot of theology, but just to share our story of here's what Christ has done for me. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, how then can they call on the one whom they not believed in? And how can they believe in the one that they've not heard? And how can they hear unless or without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So there comes a time when we need to bring it. We need to share it. We need to tell it. We need to say it. And as Paul said, we need to proclaim it. So we pray. We pray for God to open the doors of, our, of hearts. We pray for God to open the doors of opportunity. And then we say to God, God, I will walk through that door if you'll give me the open door. And so again, if we look at that slide uh, from earlier, the 360 storyteller. 360 storyteller prays for three people. Pray six days a week and misses zero opportunities to share. I want to call us, church, to this. So, so who are three people? And even now, begin to think. And we're going to have a chance at the end of the service at every campus to, to think about who are the three people. Or maybe, maybe you don't have the, a person in mind because you're one of those people that I don't know anybody that's not a follower of Jesus. Well, pray for some individuals that pray, God, give some people to me. Put some people in my lives. I don't, life, I don't know anybody, but we need to be intentional because it matters, because our story matters. There is someone that needs to hear your story. That God, if you'll open up your life, that God will give you the privilege of being a storyteller. So the last thing, real quick. So we think of chapter, uh, again, going back to chapter 4 of Colossians. He says, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And so Paul is asking for the opportunity to clearly proclaim the gospel message. That we proclaim it clearly. So we, uh, as we think, we, we partner, we pray devotedly, we partner expectantly, and then we proclaim clearly. And there's a lot of ways to do that. Maybe it's, maybe it's that we, uh, maybe we do share our story, the story of here's the way my life was like before, and here's the way uh, before Christ, and then here's, here's when I realized I needed Christ in my life, and here's how my life has been now. Here's the difference. Here's what's going on in my life. 
I remember your story is, well, I kind of grew up in church, and I really don't remember a time when I was far from God, but I know that the difference that Christ is making in my life, and I know the, the purpose that I have. I know that, that when I go through tough times, and I know that God's right there for me. And so what's your story to be willing to, to share that story? Or maybe there's, maybe there's other ways that you can proclaim it clearly. Maybe you can point someone that's going through a tough time. Well, I found this, uh, this thing that really helped me that was on this website. So here's this website. Or here's this book of, from this author that was, was really helpful to me. So here, uh, watch this uh, or, or read this or, or watch this or listen to this or, or bring them to a place like this. So the way that you can proclaim the gospel clearly is to say, well, why don't you come with me? And so there's an invitation that you give. And so together, again, we're partnering together, we're praying for each other together, we're working together. There's many, many ways that together we can reach people for Christ. Paul reminds his, his, uh, the people of the church at Corinth what the gospel was. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses, verse 1, it says, he says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel. So here's the gospel, and so we need to understand what the gospel is, and so very simply, he, he says, it's the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and which you've now taken your stand. By this gospel you're saved, if you hold, hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you believed in vain, for what I received, I, I passed on to you of first importance, and then here it is, he says, here is the gospel, so here's putting the cookies on the bottom shelf, here's the, the simple gospel is this. Here's what I preached, Paul says, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus. That he came, that he died for our sins, that he, he was put into a tomb and that he rose again to defeat sin and death. And we can live with him for eternity. The simple gospel. We need to proclaim it clearly. One final little observation as we wrap up. So what's, uh, what did Paul ask for? Paul, remember this guy that wrote this letter? He was in prison. And so he writes this letter in prison. Now, what would you be asking people to pray for if you were sitting in prison? I don't know about you, but I'd be saying, hey, would you pray that God would get me out of prison? I mean, that would be the, kind of the first thing I'd be asking for. Hey, you know, I, you know the food's horrible. Uh, you'd see my family. Uh, this is, you know, and we'd be griping and complaining about the fact that, uh, God, don't you love me? Why am I in prison kind of thing? Notice he never says to them, will you pray for me that I could get out of prison? What does he say? He says, will you pray that I would have the opportunity would you, to share the gospel, would you pray that I have an open door? Would you pray that I'd be able to clearly communicate? And why does he say that? Because he understands what really matters. And what really matters, people really matter. And that, that people that are far from God really matter to God. So pray that the door would be open is what he asked for. That God cares about people that are far from him. He cares about lost people. Jesus said, I've come to, to seek and to save those who are lost. And so how can we... How will they hear unless someone tells them? And so that's what mattered. And so that's what Paul says. Will you pray about those things? And so let's, let's join Paul. And let's pray about what really matters. And let's be involved in what really matters. And let's care about what really matters. And so there's, here's two final action points as, you, as we leave. As we uh, kind of leave this message tonight. The first would be, I want to encourage you to take that Colossians 2 passage and memorize it. 
so that you can be reminded. So it can be just a part of who you are. You can hide that in your heart. You can, you can re- remind yourself of it. Devote yourselves to prayer, he says, being watchful, thankful uh, that we proclaim the gospel. Pray that it be able to do that. Pray for open doors. So let's commit over the next couple weeks, like next three weeks, that we would, again, action step to memorize that scripture. And then the second thing, that you would join, join the church across three campuses and let's become 360 storytellers, praying for three people six days a week, missing zero opportunities when God opens a door that we share, share his love, share his message, share whatever God lays on our heart to share. Heavenly Father, God, this weekend we, we want to, to live out what you have called us to do. Not just to, to know, God, that your message, your gospel, Jesus makes a difference, but God, uh, we've been changed by that, we've been set free by that, and God, we know that you have now called us to be a part of what your purpose is in this world for us and to go and to be storytellers, to, to be able to share the difference that Christ has made, to be able to, 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 to build bridges with people that are far from you and to love them and to encourage them. And then when the opportunity comes to be able to proclaim clearly, and God, we just want to ask you to begin to work in people's hearts. God, we need each other. We need to work together. We need your help. We can't do it on our own. We, we don't want to do it on our own. We know, God, that it will require people to, for their hearts to be changed by you, drawn by you. And, God, that's what we just want to pray about. And so now, God, as we conclude our time, as we turn things over to camp, the campuses, God, we pray that you would just impact our heart and help us to join the, the revival here at First Church and help us to reach people for you. In Jesus' name we pray.